Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When people act absolutely obnoxious in a public place, sometimes they deserve a little malicious compliance. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, marijuana maternal malicious compliance, 10 years in the making. This story mostly concerns my mother, 7-year-old female, and I, 28-year-old male, although it begins about a decade ago. After I'd graduated high school 10 years ago and was preparing to head off to university, my parents, very generously, had offered to fund the entirety of my college education. In return, all I had to do was sign a contract which had 10 rules I had to adhere to in exchange for their, again, quite generous funding. Some were basic and school related, about attending all my classes and maintaining a 3.0 GPA. Some were parent-son relationship related, like having one video call a week with them and promising to respond to all texts within 12 hours. Then there were the drug and alcohol related issues. Primarily never drive after consuming alcohol and weed and never get in the car where the driver had consumed alcohol or weed. I didn't really have any problems with the rules or contract, so all involved parties signed it and went on our way. College went off great, and the contract itself wasn't really ever mentioned after junior year of college. Given that, I'm sure my parents both forgot about the contract, especially by present day. This winter, we take a family trip to go skiing in the Rockies. We rent a nice townhome for three days and pack some legal THC to enjoy during our vacation. After getting home from the third straight day of skiing, I immediately grab my pen to help relax my sore muscles. I end up sharing it with my mom, and the whole family has an enjoyable evening of cooking dinner, drinking some wine, and hanging out as a family. Around 9pm, the munchies start to hit my mom. She grabs a bag of chips from the kitchen, but it doesn't quite satiate her. We start talking about what we'd love to snack on, and the idea of ice cream really appeals to both of us. Mom said, why don't you take a quick drive down to the store and get us some ice cream? I said, I can't, sorry. She said, you just don't want to get up. I said, no, I'm actually not allowed to. You won't let me. She said, what are you talking about? I said, you made me sign a contract, remember? No driving after smoking. She said, the college contract? That was like 10 years ago. I said, it never had an expiration date on it. She said, I can't believe you're using my own parenting against me. We had a good laugh about it, which eventually caused my dad to come downstairs and see what was going on. He had a good laugh about it too, then went and got us our ice cream. A happy ending for all. This is literally one of the most wholesome malicious compliance stories I've read. Most of them have to be about getting back at somebody or showing a terrible manager what's what. This is just one full of laughs and smiles. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, you don't want me to unload my car? Great. So this happened a while ago. I had to deliver some of our company's products from one worksite to another multiple times. I usually arrived before the other employees started their work, so I figured I could unload my car already in order to save my coworkers time and for me to not be interrupted during my work later during the day. 
Plus, I was the one who knew which products were ordered by which customer, so I didn't have to spend time on figuring out which belongs to which customer, since I was the one who loaded everything into the car. So I put all the loose products for each customer from the trunk on a separate Euro pallet, pushed it into our workshop with a pallet truck, put the delivery notices on each of them, and left them in a visible place for my coworker to move them whenever he wanted without much hassle or manpower needed. When he arrived and started working, I went up to him and told him what products arrived and for which customer these were in order to make sure he knew about the orders as well. Since I didn't know where to put the pallets, I placed them into the workshop via the pallet truck because I didn't want these products to stay outside and opening up an opportunity for passerbys to steal the company's products. After I did the same procedure twice, he came up to me and gave me a 10 minute lecture about how it could possibly come to my mind to make such a huge mess in the workshop. He criticized that I put the products in the wrong place, messing up his storage system, and that the products fell off the Euro pallets all the time. Which is funny because it didn't happen when I used the pallet truck to bring them into the workshop. As such, he declared I'm not allowed to unload the car again. A week later, we received a huge order with over 2 tons worth of products. I had 560 kilograms of different products customized but not packaged in my trunk. As per his request, I didn't unload the car. At some point he came up to me and asked me to unload the car. My response? No, I'll just make a huge mess in the workshop. And we don't want the products to fall off from the pallets. You should just do it by yourself. His face when he realized he had to sort it all out himself and manually unload it was quite funny. It was even better when he noticed I couldn't bring a delivery notice because the order wasn't complete yet. Thus, he had to check every single product and write down what products arrived in which quantity already. All by himself. Of course, I knew the quantities, but he didn't ask me. That five-minute task easily took him half an hour to do. Hey, when somebody basically gets in your face and says, stay out of my way, you don't do anything right, well, you're definitely not going to want to help them out next time regardless. Our next story is, we may be in trouble. First off, they're kids. As kids, they're fascinated with the odds and ends that find their way to my home office desk. It should be no big deal if they pick them up, play around with them, take them somewhere else in the house. However, some of the things they abscond with are things I need and I found myself scrounging through my entire house, gradually going insane while I wonder where in the heck I may have put whatever the thing it is I needed for work, only for them to come home from school and say, oh, it's right here, and pick it up from some new nook they'd created in their room, as though that were the first place I should have looked. So I made a rule, if it's on my desk, they are not allowed to take it. Again, they're kids. Rules are malleable. But one day, I'd reached a limit. The kid picked something off my desk. It was inconsequential, but he'd been pushing my buttons all day, so I took that moment to lay down the law. Absolutely, under no circumstances, were they allowed to touch anything on my desk. Even if they were planning to pick it up and put it down, if it's on my desk, do not touch. Did I overreact? Sure. Did my kid overreact in return? No, and that's the problem. Starting that day, whenever he had to clean up his room and didn't want to carry something downstairs to put it away, he would put it on my desk. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Glasses or cups, toys, Legos, paper scraps. He wouldn't overwhelm my desk with a ton of stuff, but invariably the day after he cleaned up I would find something there. Something that he obviously couldn't put away where it belonged because... Shrug. I suppose a new rule is in order. I shall have to word it very carefully. Definitely have to make a new rule, but be thankful though that they're putting actual possessions there and that they're not turning your desk into a glorified trash can. You know, it's one thing when you gotta pick up Legos, it's another when you gotta pick up tissues. Our next story is, you can't come out of your room until you take your medicine. Sounds good, I'm in. Once when I was little, under 10, not sure exactly, I was sick and my mother tried to get me to take some liquid cold medicine. I refused because that stuff was nasty. She threatened and pleaded and then finally told me I was being sent to my room as a punishment and I wasn't allowed to come out until I took the medicine. That sounded like a darn good deal to me. I didn't have to take the medicine and I could just stay in my room and play with my toys. I happily went off to my room. My mother brought me a plate of food at dinner time and reminded me that I couldn't come out until I took the medicine. I was cool with that. The next morning I got up and started playing in my room while I waited for my breakfast. My mother gave up. I was allowed out of my room and never took the medicine. I wasn't even close to giving up. I could have held out for days. That medicine was foul. I don't know if it was like the Robitussin for kids that's grape flavored, but man, it was awful. As a kid, if I was sick, I did not want to take that stuff. Our next story is Overtime. I work as a personal shopper at Walmart, and my team recently told us that he would no longer be approving overtime. So I clock out after my scheduled shift and head home. One of my friends who's a delivery driver for us calls and tells me that he's been waiting all of two hours at this store for his order because the order was not ready yet. The order he had was supposed to be delivered within 30 minutes after he accepted it. Had my team lead asked me to stay, I might have, but this is a true mess around and find out moment. I mean, this is very simple. You don't get paid, you don't get work. If you're not going to get paid overtime, why would you stick around and continue to do that work? Our next story is, you can't leave the table until you've eaten all your food. Okay, mom. Inspired by another post today, I'm going to share my sister. My mom always tried to make a point to ensure my siblings and I at least ate most of our food. I very rarely remember clear your plate being a rule in my house if it looked like we'd eaten a decent meal for our age. I'm sure all parents can relate to the occasional, eh, whatever, I got the kid to eat, I'm going to call it a day moment. One day, my sister, who was three at the time, decided she wasn't going to eat lunch and that our mom played games. My mom told her that she had to sit at the dining room table until she ate her lunch. This child proceeded to sit there for the next six hours staring at this plate. 
She never once touched a thing on the plate and never made any attempts to leave the table. It was the first and only time I saw something come to a checkmate. I'll tell you what, sometimes if a kid just does not want to eat a certain food item, especially if it's something they just don't really care for, sometimes kids can be stubborn and they'll match your limit. This next story is a little bit of end of year malicious compliance. So I'm in a cafeteria where I'm overseeing students eating at a local community college. More proof that these adults act like kids ensues today. I see a group of gentlemen being boisterously loud. Annoying, but so far no big problems. I turn and look again to see that one of them is laying on the table. I tell him to get off the table. Now he says, do something. Enter his malicious compliance. He rolls off the table, knocking food everywhere, everywhere. So much gross, sticky, drippy food, it's just disgusting. Like cigarette butts and mashed potatoes gross. Enter my malicious compliance, time to do something. I call security, like actual security, and the dude is led away in handcuffs. What a day for double malicious compliance. I really don't know what this guy expected. He said do something. So like yeah, you're gonna call the people who are going to handle that situation. Does this guy think he can just act around and act a fool because it's a community college cafeteria? I think very clearly this guy never grew up. Our next story is sales data must cycle. Okay then. Years ago, I was a product manager in a small company. I'd moved to the job from a purely technical role and had a working knowledge of data analysis and statistics. Every year, one of our jobs was to prepare a sales forecast based on a company-driven sales goal. Example, 5% increase for next year. This was back in the green bar line printed paper days, so any analysis was done by manually entering a metric ton of data into Lotus 123. What? Yes, I am that old. As an aside, the sales forecast drove manufacturing resource allocation and employee hire levels, so it was kinda sorta important to get it right. So hours of transcription later, I had 4 or 5 years of sales data for each product line in a way I could review. Turns out, sales rates were totally random. We had no summer surge or winter doldrums. If some big customer popped an order, sales went up. Otherwise, they tended to oscillate around a monthly average. I took the historical data, combined it with the target increase, and sent the forecast off to my manager. There's no cycling in the forecast. Well, no, our sales are basically static across the year. But there's no cycle in the forecast. There has to be cycles. We went round and round a bit and he essentially told me to redo the forecast to be cyclic. Okay... Lotus 123 to the rescue. Below each monthly total I stuffed in a random function and then a total for the year so I could compare it to the target for the year. Refresh, refresh, refresh until I got a cycle and the totals matched. Print, send to boss, good job dude. Two kickers. One, the year end totals pretty much matched my no cycle forecast. Two, the manufacturing plant knew that the data was essentially flat. They had been doing this for a long time and also knew that marketing was full of folks who wouldn't know data if it bit them in the butt. So they just built what they knew they'd need to build, i.e. flat build rates. Science for the win. Good times. Good times. 
Math doesn't lie. I mean, if somebody gets all the numbers and puts them in and says, hey, this doesn't do what you want it to do, you can't just go, well, make it do what I want it to do. I mean, I guess you can manipulate it in a way that makes it look okay, but the outcome is pretty much always going to be the same. Our next story is Little and Silly Malicious Compliance. This is nothing very big or great, but this is the first one I can share on here at least, and funny in a way. I was doing Uber Passenger, and the woman asked if I could stop at a gas station to grab a pack of smokes. If people ask nicely, I have no issues. Then she said something that made me laugh inside. She said in quotes, You can stop wherever you like. So I did. I pulled over in a turn lane that was a safe place to pull over, and she asked why I pulled over. I just have her quote back. I stopped where I wanted to. We both got a laugh out of it, and I've been meaning to post this for the past month. It's not major or even epic like some, but it was doing what she asked me to do. I'm just really glad that this is one of those uber passengers that, considering the circumstances, took it lightly and laughed about it. I feel like I've heard way too many stories about uber passengers that have just been horrendous and like treating the drivers like they're some automaton that only exists to pick them up and otherwise drives off just to return to the roads to circle around until the next passenger. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.